Don't put lemon juice on your face. And other stories. Brought to you by Pampered by Pokes, aka the Fresh Face G. Alright, let's get moisturized. Hi everybody, welcome to another 15 minutes wasted with yours truly. Um, There's still only one play on my first episode because I haven't pushed it yet. Call it... I wouldn't call it procrastination because it's already live, but um, let's call it hidden fear, a little bit of imposter syndrome, and just like, I don't want other people to be like, why does she think she could do this? Who does she think she is talking about skincare? Who is this? So let's talk um this oh god this episode (laughs) is brought to you by the panic you feel when you forgot to check the time before you put on your chemical peel and now you're not sure if it's been 10 minutes um or not so you wash your face anyway but then you realize it's only been six minutes so now you're angry with yourself because you're not sure if you just wasted your chemical peel anyways um Today, let's talk about um, trial and error with skincare. Um, Anyone who knows me knows that in order to find the best skincare routine and products for myself, I have been through 104... What is that? Wait... Guys, please. I am so sober and all right now, so I don't I don't understand. Anyway, I have tried every single product that exists. That's a lie because there's like a laundry list of products that I want to try. But I will say that I have been through my own, you know, mini factory of products since I decided to get into skincare. And I, you know, We all have horror stories when it comes to trying out a product, hoping for the best, and not only does it not work, it completely, like, messes up your skin, and you're basically starting from, you know, point one, no, point negative ten, and it can be so frustrating, because maybe you've been making some progress on your skin, it's been behaving for the most part and it's been essentially neutral and then suddenly here you are you're all broken out and now you don't know what to do girl we've all been there um the very first time that i tried um sunscreen i was hanging out with my friend we're gone to the beach she is this beautiful um chinese woman um looks like just this glowy little flower and you know I at the time was just thinking if she has been wearing skincare and that's why I mean she's been wearing sunscreen and that's why she looks so good I will be doing same so she pulled out her little bottle with the large SPF on it gave me a little bit I'm like yeah girl thanks put it 
directly on my face, on my neck, um, my arms, and my legs. I mean, like, basically any part that wasn't covered by uh, my other time. I think I had it on shorts and a tank or something. Let me tell you, that was a nightmare. I broke out in the itchiest, most swollen, most irritating hives I have ever experienced in my entire life. Like, nothing else has broken me out. I mean, at least no other product has broken me out in a different way. Like, that's worse than this. Um, the only other time that I've had a break, a breakout or like of hives, like similar to this was when I tried another type of sunscreen and girl did the same thing. But yeah, so when it happened, I thought, this is crazy. Like what is happening to my face? Like it went on for days. I think I didn't really go back to normal until about a week later. Not doing that shit again. Um, so you know, at the time, I wasn't really big on skincare. I didn't know where, like, what to even look up. Who am I asking? She was fine. So, obviously, I was like, okay, must be something wrong with me. So, after all of that cleared out, I never touched sunscreen again. I was like, listen, I'm a black woman. <laughs> Maybe this isn't meant for me. And that's that on period. And so, I went years frolicking in the sun without sunscreen. I guess the good news is that... You know, I didn't really ever burn because I was living in Boston at the time. And let me tell you that you're probably getting all of five days of sunshine during the year. So, you know, I was like, well, I guess I'm fine. I was inside most of the time in class or at work or whatever. So I guess I didn't really, not to say I wasn't exposed to sunshine, because UV rays, because you know that whether you're inside, whether you're outside, whether... It's a cloudy day, whether it's um, winter, the sun will shine. And as long as the sun is shining, you're exposed to sun damage. So that's just by the way. But at the time, I was like, you know what? I think I'm spending most majority of my time inside. So I'm not physically burning. So I guess I'm fine. Um, then I tried another sunscreen. I couldn't remember what the first one was. It was hers. So I didn't pay attention to the brand. Um, but the second time I ever used sunscreen was recently, um, maybe a year or two ago, and I bought a Neutrogena sunscreen. And I thought, I mean, it's Neutrogena. Neutrogena is okay, right? I mean, it shouldn't be a problem. So I get there like a Helio Helioplex. It's like the anti-acne one in the white bottle. Um, and... <laughs> Same thing happened, broke out like crazy. Luckily, though, um, this time when I used it, I patch tested it. Um, I patch tested it. So. No, that's a lie. Actually, no, that's not a lie either. I patch tested it. But the worst thing was that I had I used it just after I had done um, the Ordinary's chemical peel. Now. Everybody was like, if you're going to do a peel, make sure you're wearing sunscreen after so that you, you don't burn your skin. Your skin is really vulnerable at this time. So I thought I was doing the right thing for myself. And as it turns out, it made the area really, really um, 
sensitive. So I, you know, broke out immediately in hives, but not all over my face as the first time. This was more around my mouth, um, uh, my lips, my jawline. Um, so yes, I think I, that was when I patch tested it or I may have used the whole thing. Who remembers? But whatever it was, just it was just terrible. So I wasn't sure was it the peel, was it the sunscreen, whatever. So I used the sunscreen again like a week later on its own. So I didn't use the chemical peel and again. Now you see, when you make the same mistake three times, at that point you start to feel like the biggest fool that has ever crossed the concert party stage. Like why? Why would you do this to yourself three times in a row? Twice with the same product, I might add. So, like, I was feeling very much like a fool. Um, and that's when I said, okay, sis, like, you need to go and read on why this is happening to you and, you know, what you need to do because you're incorporating sunscreen into your, your routine, whether you like it or not. So go and figure this out. And I had to go and read and find out that there are all these... Um, different ways in which sunscreen is made. So the different, um, the different products, ingredients um, that can give you what I had, which was contact dermatitis. So basically re reacting to this particular product. And I was so mad. I was like, you're joking, right? And the there are actually a list of ingredients that, you know, I guess the experts are like, okay, if you're going to use this, some people won't have a reaction, but some people will. And you have to be ready to basically deal with that. Um, if you're using any product with these, uh, with these, you know, ingredients. And I was like, man, that is rough. That is rough for everybody involved. Um, what that means though, is that you can't just take, you know, people's recommendations at face value and say, oh, this person said it's going to work for me. And you can see the person using it without any any negative outcomes. And so you assume that it's going to work out for you. That is a big no. Unfortunately, there's no product out there that's like that. You know, you can have similar routines with somebody, but product-wise, you really are going to have to just try it out for yourself um so yes um you know so the ingredients that w would appear in um sunscreen that could give you contact dermatitis is um like oxybenzone and i'm like okay up until the day that i searched i didn't know <laughs> what oxybenzone was i didn't know that you know i needed to know this um there's like benzophenones these are all names that like it doesn't matter to you unless like you know you really look this up but the fact is that even without you know the ingredients being very clearly listed like this is not a good thing for your skin or this could potentially give you a rash you have to be very careful about what goes into ingredients um be very picky about that. Be very picky about that. Um, I have a friend who, you know, had heard about uh, double cleansings and essentially doing the first step as an oil cleanse. And, I mean, 
me i have heard nothing but good things about oil cleansing i have had nothing but a good experience with oil cleansing so when she said oh i want to do oil cleansing i thought let's go let's do this let's you know and so she was also doing her own kind of research as to how to do it what kind of oils and things like that i have recommendations but because i have oily skin i know more i guess about the experience with oily skin than um someone with dry skin which is what she had would experience so i have heard like okay olive oil is very good moisturizing whatever and um it's in everything as a very moisturizing oil. No problem. So my good sis gets um, olive oil. Now, later on, we find out that, you know, you could, you need to have extra virgin oil, olive oil, which was, you know, we assumed that from the very beginning. But also, if you are not careful, um, you may pick up a brand that you, that says they have extra virgin olive oil, but they use it um, mixed with other things because it's meant for cooking as opposed to um, for skincare. <sighs> they're just they're just bamboozling us out here. Anyway, so you know she uses it the first time, second time, and starts to experience um, a reaction to olive oil. Now, mind you, she has sensitive skin already, but when you go online and you you know read on people's experiences using olive oil to oil cleanse they're like yes just don't do that it's highly comedogenic and it's like olive oil is comedogenic like coconut oil is comedogenic like if any oil is going to clog up your pores like in friday night at bloom bar it is coconut oil so you never hear about olive oil being as bad um until now so you know, now we have to basically wait um, for all of that to settle down and to f- only to find out that she could have used share, share oil, which is what she had been using as a um, like an oily moisturizer anyway. So it was like, why didn't we just do that? But of course, you know, when you hear advice um, from someone and they say, OK, they this is what they use and this is what works and the person has you know their credentials and everything you're inclined to believe them and there's nothing wrong with that but even if even if somebody has five thousand plaques on their wall and they give you skincare advice look it really doesn't matter because your genes your you know your genetic makeup your skincare type your environment your day-to-day life your you know stress levels your diet your you know allergy your whatever can cause havoc so that it doesn't matter whether or not the product is good whether or not the ingredient is good anything can happen to have you have uh, a negative or a counter effect from what you're expecting so you know those are like some of the horror stories of just trying to figure out what kind of products work for you Hence the advice to always patch test. Look, um, Megan Good went to an esthetician and she basically, okay, I'm going to go back because there's a whole backstory to this. Megan Good was doing a an Instagram live as people are doing now that we are all locked inside our home. And somebody made a comment about um, her skin looking lighter than 
you know, I guess the person is used to seeing. And first of all, people really need to stop thinking that their opinions matter when it comes to how people look, especially if you are not directly connected to their lives. Like, sis, you are, you know, miles and miles away from this person. Um, You are never going to encounter them anywhere. What is what did you hope to achieve by pointing out something that she can probably very well see in the mirror every morning? But I digress. Um, you know, and the thing is, well, you never know what's going on. But the person mentioned it and Megan put out a um release, you know, that said, look. Um, I went to an esthetician, I was prescribed something to get rid of some hyperpigmentation and instead the product, you know, bleached me. Um, I am trying to, you know, wean myself off of this thing or like to get my skin back to its natural color. Um, I would appreciate if you didn't mention this thing because it's already very painful to deal with. And I get it. You know, people think that, well, you know, they have to be a voice against, bleaching and um and um you know self self hate i guess we're gonna call it you know or like the kind of the kind of societal pressures that cause people to try to be lighter than they already are and things like that and look i get that but i think that definitely you can be a voice against those things without picking on people i mean if megan good never came online and said hey everybody buy my bleaching cream you know she's just there being lighter i mean most of us are going to be a shade lighter than we normally are because we've been home for months at a time that's going to happen you're going to walk out in into the world and encounter people who will look lighter and you are going to have to keep it together and not make disparaging comments about them um, bleaching or whatever it is that, you know, because it could have been possible that that's not what happened to Megan and she just, you know, spent so much time inside. And so, I mean, sometimes you take a picture and you look lighter just because of the way the sun hits, the color of the hair that you have on at that given time. Anything can make you look lighter or darker um, than, you know, whatever than people are used to. That is none of your business, okay? That is none of your business. You can use your own platform to announce to the world that you are anti-bleaching, and that is fine. That said, guys, really pay attention to ingredients because, you know, even if you're not a professional, even if you have no idea what's going on in the skincare world, if somebody hands you a bottle of something, if somebody hands you a product, try as much as possible to pay attention to what goes into it. Any word that you don't recognize, Google it. It is there, all right? Don't be afraid. Don't be shy to ask questions. I know sometimes you go somewhere and they feel so high and mighty, like, how dare you ask me about my job, sis? I'm paying you and it's my skin. So somebody says, oh, this thing will get rid of pimples. Ask them, how? What is in it? Um, what, how are we going to, how is it going to help me? What is it going to do? What are the side effects? What things can I use or can't I use when this thing is on my face? What extra precautions do I have to take to make sure that I do not harm my skin? Feel free to ask those questions in the same tone, okay? Stop them in their tracks if they're like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Trust me. Don't trust anybody. Um, that said, 
I will, you know, like to talk about a couple of, um, and this is a new segment I'm just going to add just so that, you know, we can all learn together. There are some um, skincare names that I have been coming across lately. And I, you know, more than, more than products, I like to learn from people who have um, experience, you know, dealing in skincare, who have all the tips once again, I'll say take advice with a grain of salt. But if you hear something interesting that these people, you know, have um, shared, you know, it's good because then you can go and look it up and, you know, try to see how people have have or see what people's experience has been with um, whatever advice that they're giving. And it's always good to learn. So um, the first is going to be um, Sean Garrett. Um and this is a skincare um how does he describe himself he's an esthetician based in new york he is a founder of sean garrett skin so that is a um he's a licensed esthetician and he you know actually operates out of out of out of new york um he reviews a lot of products um if you're in ghana you may not you know, be able to find a lot of these products um, here. But it's good to know what's out there. It's good to know what kind of products have what kind of ingredients so that if you can find a good substitute here, you know, it's a good place to start. And he has amazing skin. It looks like a baby's skin. It's actually quite terrifying <laughs> okay not that terrifying but it's like when will my skin ever reach this point and he has facial hair you know so those of you who say things who are worried about okay how does facial hair and skincare and blah 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 and ingrown hairs and things like that he has a nice like little five o'clock shadow a mustache and yet his skin is like porcelain it's so beautiful um another person that i follow and actually a lot of people are getting to know because of her 60 second um, rule is LA beautyologist. What is her full name? Nay- Nayamka Roberts Smith. She's also a licensed esthetician based in California. Again, she reviews some products that you may not be able to access, but I really like her channels because she really goes into process. So what are you doing with the products that you've bought as opposed to just, you know, here's a product, go use it. Because how you use a product is sometimes almost or even more important than what the product is. How often you cleanse, how well you cleanse, which direction, which order, things like that. So she gets into that. So LA Beautyologist, you can find her on YouTube, you can find her on Instagram, you can find her on Twitter. Um, in Ghana, I have just stumbled upon the, um, Instagram account and podcast known as Be- uh, Beauty in Town Ghana. And it's run by Akai Kote. She's a makeup artist and, um, she also like dabbles in skincare and, um, Sasha Oko, who is also, 
she's a founder of um skincare and uh, makeup line so aesthetic and um um other things but they pair together to talk about skincare and a whole bunch of things this is exciting because if you're also trying to see how you can balance your skincare with your makeup use um it's also a very fun instagram they make me so jealous i want to completely scrub my <laughs> instagram uh account clean and do a whole template but i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna get sucked into that so definitely check them out um so yeah so those are you know a few people that i followed recently that i think that you know if you're listening to me you might get some really good advice from them also yeah so um i'm going to end this with a tip um when you are applying products it is in your best interest to press it or pat it into your skin as opposed to rubbing or swiping. This helps you to preserve the elasticity of your skin and to make sure things get soaked in properly as opposed to just laying on the surface. Um, stretching out your eyes, your face can cause wrinkles and um, cause your skin to sag and that's not what we want. Especially when you're at the age where your collagen production is not as um it's not as good as it used to be, man. And that's just you just have to live with that L, okay? So pat your products in, um, and you'll get, you know, a more seamless, smooth, flawless application of your skincare products. Okay? So thank you so much for listening to me for 25 minutes, even though I promised you 15. Um, it's been a pleasure. Don't forget to share. Um, this with your friends clap because that's what they do on anchor and if you're listening anywhere else you know like save share subscribe all the good things um, so that i can continue to keep bringing you this very poorly constructed <laughs> podcast stay moisturized everybody